Warning, wicked wanderers may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Wanderers, and welcome to Wicked Wanderers Podcast. I'm your Wicked hostess, Jacqueline. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend and went on an adventure. If you are new to this podcast, each week we travel to a different destination. I discuss a haunted place some dark tourism, as well as fun things to do while we are there. So pack your bags. We're going to Nevada. Welcome to the Silver State. Nevada is in the western region of the United States, bordered by Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, and Utah. Nevada is the driest state and made up mostly of deserts. The weather in Nevada is extreme, so always be prepared. Have water, food, clothing, and in the desert at night, it gets cold. GPS and cell service is not dependable in some areas, so always carry a paper map. Nevada is a road trip destination, so if you are driving to Nevada, Make sure you have a flashlight with extra batteries, a headlamp, jumper cables, bottled water, a multi-tool or Swiss army knife, windshield wiper cleaner, tire patch kit, extra gas, and a spare tire. Always keep your distance between cars to avoid broken windows and stay to the right, even if it seems like a one-lane road. Animals roam freely in Nevada, so always keep an eye out for wildlife. There are unfenced, free-range cattle in some areas. In this case, we're talking about a rancher's livelihood if one would be struck or accidentally hit. Random side note, I was driving to the store right up the road, and a cow was just chilling on the side of the road. The cows across the field from us are notorious for escaping it was just so random i was like is that a freaking cow in the middle of the road and you're talking about four or five hundred pounds plus that will total a car and cause a lot of injuries and the last driving tip is to check about road closures which you can do with nevada's 511 with that being said nevada is an extremely fun place to visit with over 7 million acres of freedom. Before we get to our first destination, here are some fun facts and strange laws in Nevada. Are you strapped on cash? What better thing to pawn than your dentures? Except in the state of Nevada, it is illegal to do so. The worst part is somebody tried or several people have tried doing this for it to become a law. Would you buy other people's teeth? What the fuck? 
don't feel like putting makeup on or being presentable, then go to Elko. Everyone walking the streets must wear a mask. This was a law before COVID. Hide your shopping carts in Reno. It is illegal to hide a spray-painted shopping cart in your basement. So if it's not spray-painted, are we good? It is still legal to hang someone if they shoot your dog on your property. Well, my dogs are my babies, and if anybody shot one of them, you would have a crazy-ass redhead to deal with. This is justified. I know everybody loves to use their camel as a mode of transportation, but you cannot drive them on the highways in Nevada. To all men with mustaches, it's illegal to kiss any woman in Eureka, so shave that stash. I'm not a fan of mustaches, so... To all moms ready to perm their daughter's hair, you better have a license. It's illegal to do so without one. This reminds me when my sister was in high school. We went to a technical school and she was in cosmetology. After dyeing her hair that was black, she permed it. And needless to say, her hair was orange and fried. I love you, sis. She's great at everything now. That was like 10th grade. Brothels are legal, but not within 400 yards of a church or a school. Nevada's oldest town, Giona, is a Mormon settlement. In Reno, you can't lay on the sidewalk, but there's no law against laying in the street. Makes a lot of sense to me. Nevada is a battle-born state. You may be in Sin City, but swearing is not allowed. Marriage on demand. They have instant access to marriage certificates. In a place where you can almost gamble anywhere, even the damn airport, you cannot play the lottery. It is illegal in the state of Nevada. Do not feed the pigeons. It's illegal. It's illegal to measure shoe size using an x-ray. So this is how they used to measure people's feet. And then, you know, they found out about radiation. I thought that was crazy. You can't throw stuff off chairlifts. Nevada is the only U.S. state where prostitution is legal. Public intoxication is legal and alcohol can be sold 24-7. Just make sure you don't have glass bottles. Public nudity is allowed in certain areas. Nevada is home to Area 51. Gambling is legal. I'm not surprised about any of these laws in Nevada. I mean, it's Nevada, so... Anything goes. And now for our first destination, Tonopath, Nevada. Calling all clown lovers. We're going to stay at the world's famous clown motel. Oh yes, clowns. Located at 521 North Main Street in Tonopath. This all started with a man named Clarence David, a beloved father who died in the Belmont Mine Fire of 1942 leaving his family behind in a collection of clowns. Clarence would be buried in the infamous haunted Tonopath Cemetery. In 1985, Clarence's children, Leona and Leroy, opened a motel right next to the cemetery where their father was. Honoring their father, they displayed his clown collection, and the motel became an instant hit. In 1995, the motel sold to Bob Perchetti, and he had the Clown Motel for over two decades. 
In 2015, Ghost Adventures filmed an episode at the Clown Motel. During this episode, a spirit was heard on the spirit box saying hello, and a clown moving its hand off its leg was caught on camera. After this episode, Bob said the motel blew up. People from all over the world donated their clowns, and the motel was booked up quickly. Everyone wanted a glimpse of this creepy clown motel. Bob accumulated 800 happy clowns who all called this motel home. In 2017, Bob was ready to retire and put the motel up for a whopping $900,000. There were strict conditions, though. The clown motel must be kept running and the beloved clowns must be looked after and cared for. In 2019, the Mir family purchased the motel. Hom Anand's love for clowns started when he was 14. He attended a circus in his native country of India. He was so scared of the circus he left only after being there for 15 minutes. After some convincing from a friend to overcome his fears, he went to the circus the following day. But nothing had changed. He was scared of the performers, tigers, and elephants until his savior came, a clown. Anand fell in love with the clown's character, and from that day on, his love for clowns began. Anand was a bit scared at first, as he merged his 200 clowns with the 800 clowns at the motel. But he would end up calling it divine intervention. He was meant to run this place. He has heard strange noises and sounds from unoccupied rooms, footsteps and knocking, as well as voices. But he said, this was how I knew that they were telling me, we are here, but don't worry about that. And he went to work renovating the motel per his clown expertise. The motel is a dark red with multicolored polka dots bright yellow trim. There are two giant statues of Jolly the Clown posted up on the entrance of both buildings, eager to greet the guests. Each door is painted a festive bright color. The check-in office is adorned with clowns outside of the entry doors, and the infamous light-up clown motel sign stands on a candy cane striped post. Kitschy and eye-catching. I love it. Pictures of this amazing motel will be posted on my Instagram at wicked underscore wanderers podcast. Inside the motel is a gift shop and a clown museum, home to over 3,000 clown statues, toys, puppets, and even some haunted clown dolls. The hotel has different theme rooms. There are also standard clown suites that feature some unique clown art and brightly colored walls. The motel is decently priced and the kicker is that it is pet friendly. A quote from the motel's website, which has some clown music that caught me off guard, states the following. The world famous clown motel has become not just a monument on the world map itself. The motel is evolving every day. It is the first choice for ghost hunters, paranormal investigators, spooky fun lovers, YouTubers, horror filmmakers, 
clown lovers, and more. Now let's talk about the paranormal happening at the Clown Motel. This town is filled with spirits. Originally, it was a Native American campsite until a man named Jim Butler followed a wayward donkey and found silver. And with that came the mining boom. In 1902, the town fell victim to the Tonopath Plague. The plague was actually severe acute pneumonia due to unsanitary conditions and only affected men in the town. The curse of the town started February 23, 1911. The Tonopath-Belmont Mine Fire, which killed 17 miners. They were buried in the Tonopath Cemetery. So how does any of this have to do with clowns? Well, the motel is right next to the haunted cemetery. It is believed that the miners who haunt the cemetery use the clowns as vessels. If you look into history, you will see that clowns were seen as portals. A quote from VegasGhosts.com states, The Pueblo Native American tribes used to dress up in clown-like attire, releasing their own personalities and welcoming possessions by spirits nearby them. Maybe clowns, with their identities ever-changing, allow for portals into the spirit world. Apparitions of a man have been seen leaving the cemetery and walking around the area at all hours of the day. When one of the previous owners of the motel attempted to contact the wayward spirit, he froze and disappeared. EVPs pick up voices saying, we mined and we died. Room 108 is said to be the most haunted room, and of course, this is the it room. The spirit is active in this room and is known as the trickster. The trickster spirit is seen coming from the cemetery, taking the form of a clown to mess with the guest. Disembodied voices, items moving, or just going missing have been reported. Some guests have reported a seven-foot-tall clown standing over the foot of their bed. Yeah, fuck that. Not today, Satan. Creepy laughter has been heard. Cold spots. Knocking, even scratches on the wall. Shadow figures are seen outside the room at night. There are so many YouTube videos you can watch of people ghost hunting. The motel has been featured on Travel Channel, Ghost Adventures, and several different news stations about its paranormal activity. And for an extra fee, guests can rent an EMF ghost hunting meter at the front desk. This is on my bucket list to go to, so who wants to go with me? I think it would be a lot of fun. You can book your room at the Clown Motel by visiting their website, www.theclownmotelusa.com. You don't have to go very far to have some fun things to do. Visit the Tonopath Cemetery. It's literally feet away. It's one of the creepiest cemeteries in Nevada. Open from 1901 to 1911, it looks like an Old West cemetery. About 300 people lay to rest here, including many of Tonopath's pioneer residents. And maybe you will experience some ghosts. The cemetery is said to be extremely haunted. Go to the Claire 
Blackburn Memorial Stargazing Park. Look up at the amazing night sky. You can see over 7,000 stars. You can see the Milky Way amongst the stars with no equipment. Don't use Google Maps to get here. Turn by the Tonopath High School. Follow the pavement until it turns to a dirt road. Keep going straight. You will run right into it. The Lunar Crater. One of Nevada's natural wonders that you must see. The lunar crater was not created by a UFO, but by a volcano. The crater is 430 feet deep and 400 acres. It is surrounded by cinder cones, basalt flows, ancient lava beds, and there are about 20 other extinct volcanoes in the hills that surround the crater. The crater resembles the moon's surface and was used as a training site for the Apollo 16 and 17 astronauts in the 1970s. No need to get into space to experience what the moon is like. The volcano erupted 15,000 years ago. It is open 24-7 and free to view. This natural wonder is a must-see and it is still located in Tonopath. We will now be leaving Tonopath on a road trip to our destination. Our first stop is the Ward Charcoal Oven State Historic Park. There are eight beehive-shaped charcoal ovens. These ovens were used by silver miners from 1876 to 1879. After the mining boom ended, they are used as shelters and hideouts for bandits. They are very interesting and a cool part of history. While you are there, you can hike, have a picnic, go biking, camping, or go fishing. It's $5 per car, and camping is $15. This area is part of the Great Basin. Hours are sunrise to sunset. It's Cave Lake Road in El Nevada. This road trip will take several days since Nevada is huge, so our next stop is Cave Lake State Park, about 19 miles from the charcoal ovens. Enjoy the lake beach area. There are several mountain bike trails and hiking trails, camping and RV options, as well as yurts. If you are up for another hike, there is the Steptoe Creek Trail, Cave Springs Trail, Cave Overlook, Twisted Pine Trail, and many more. It is open 365 days a year, and it is $5 per car. The reservoir is stocked with rainbow trout and German brown trout. In the winter, you can ice fish, go skiing, or snowmobiling. Next stop is Ely. After being on the Basin Highway, the city of Ely is a sight to see. The bright light of the historic Hotel Nevada will lure you. Book a stay at the historic Hotel Nevada. You can gamble at the hotel, and of course, there is a free breakfast at the Denny's attached to it. After checking in, let's grab some food. If you're in the mood for a sandwich, there is the Economy Drug Store and Soda Fountain. This is a cute retro sandwich shop. If you want a hearty meal after all that hiking, there is the Cell Block Steakhouse. Have a delicious steak in an old jailhouse cell. Doesn't get more interesting than that. After a good night's rest, 
in a belly full of breakfast from the Denny's, we will check out the town before we leave. There's the Renaissance Village, Ely's own Renaissance Village made up of 12 shotgun houses, a barn that actually looks like it came straight out of the Old West. They even have reenactments. After that, check out the 20 Ely's murals. These are beautiful murals. A quote from artstrolls.com describes them as the following. They are beautifully done by artists local and international, plus local high school art students. The city puts out a detailed tour. You can start wherever you like, but don't miss them. They are beautiful and educational. Time to put your tinfoil hats on. We are heading to Highway 93 until it intersects with the east end of the extraterrestrial highway. Yes, the E.T. Highway. We will start by grabbing some jerky from the E.T. Fresh Jerky, located at 12600 South U.S. 93, Pico, Nevada. Stock up on some jerky and check out some of their souvenirs. Stretch your legs and use their super clean restrooms. Don't forget to get your iconic pick with the Cowboy Alien Mural. We will continue down the extraterrestrial highway. Don't forget to get a picture of the extraterrestrial highway sign. There are several of them. One of the best spots to get a picture of one of them is at US 318 and US 375. We are on the way to the Captivating Alien Research Center. Stop by the Research Center and grab some cool alien souvenirs. Get a picture standing next to the massive alien statue standing outside the building. We will continue down the extraterrestrial highway and we will stop by the black mailbox. The black mailbox has no home or owners. People who believe in UFOs will bring their letters and gifts to the mailbox, hoping that an extraterrestrial being will find them. It is located at 375 Nevada State Route in Alamo. Enough of being stuck in the car. Time to go off-roading a little bit. We are heading to the Mount Irish Wilderness Area. Make sure you carry plenty of snacks and water and be sure to let somebody know where you're headed. This place is worth it. Explore the Mojave Desert Landscape where you are sure to see all kinds of sacred illustrations the 600-plus acres of the Mount Irish Archaeological Site, which is situated in the far northeast corner of the wilderness. If you are feeling up for even more of an adventure, hike Mount Irish itself, where you can get a glimpse of the ancient strands of the ponderosa pine and juniper trees. There are 28,274 acres of land, hidden caves, weird and wonderful rock formations, and abundance of wildlife. It is a superb location for stargazing, and who knows, maybe you'll see a UFO. You will need to enter Mount Irish Road, Alamo, Nevada. Now let's go to the Little Alien Inn for a drink and some food in Rachel, Nevada. Rachel has a total of 54 people, and I thought I lived in the country. 
No, I live in a city compared to that. It's a small town with a big reputation in the UFO and aviation community. The Little Alien Inn has been family owned and operated for more than 25 years. Grab an iconic alien ale, an alien burger, maybe some hotcakes or a slice of pie. Go by the gift shop for Little Green Men memorabilia. You can even stay a night if you're tired from exploring the Mount Irish wilderness area. The Little Alien Inn is located at 9631 Old Mill Street, Alamo, Nevada. The highlight of our extraterrestrial highway, of course, would be Area 51. Well, technically, you can't go there because you'll get shot, but you can get close, as close as you possibly can. Area 51 is off-limits to the public, meaning it's illegal to enter this active military zone. Maybe because they're housing aliens. Who knows? Now that we have finally finished our alien experience, there are some wonderful places that you can stop by. The Paraganat National Wildlife Refuge. This is a safe haven paradise for wildlife and plants. 5,382 acres that has wetlands, marshlands, and wet meadows. It's a desert oasis. The crystal pools are magnificent, and it is home to so many different species of animals. Golden eagles, ducks, scorpions, mule deer, mountain lions. This is a truly special place. We will have to drive through Coyote Springs, which is really just a bunch of golf courses. If you're a golfer, great. I'm not, so we're just going to drive right past it. And now on to our final destination. Let's get wicked. We are entering into Sin City, to the intersection of East Flamingo Road and Coval Lane. You have no idea why I'm taking you here? Well, this is the spot where the one and only Tupac Shakur was shot. If you don't know who Tupac is, first of all, slap yourself in the face. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Stop this podcast and educate yourself. Not only was Tupac one of the most influential and successful rappers of all time, he sold more than 75 million records worldwide. His music addressed social issues that plagued the inner cities. And he is considered a symbol of activism. Born June 16, 1972 in New York City to parents who were both political activists and Black Panther Party members, he was raised by his mother. They relocated to Baltimore. And in 1984, escaping the violence in Baltimore, the family moved to Marion City, California. He hooked up with a popular Bay Area rap crew, Digital Underground, starting as a roadie and a backup dancer. He worked his way up, contributing a verse to the 1991 hit Same Song that recorded his debut. Tupac was signed to Interscope Records by Tom Whaley, 
who still oversees his estates today, releasing his first solo album, Tupacalypse. And so began the infamous life of Tupac. I will be discussing his time in Vegas and what led to his death. I could talk about Tupac's life for days. September 7th, 1996, Tupac was at the Mike Tyson-Bruce Selden fight at the MGM Grand. He was hyped off of the 20th blow win Tyson had against Selden. While walking through the hotel, Tupac saw Orlando Anderson, a gang member who got into it with one of Tupac's death row crew, Travian Trey Lane. Tupac instigated a brawl which left Anderson on the floor. This was all caught on video and it was the last time Tupac would be captured. Two hours later, the world would change. Tupac was in his black BMW while idling at a red light at Flamingo Road in Coval Lane. He was gunned down. Four forty caliber bullets hit Tupac. Two in the chest, one in the thigh, and one in his arm. He died six days later at the age of 25. So young. The world was devastated. So who killed Tupac? There were plenty of witnesses. 14 shots were fired, and his death row crew rolled deep. Suge Knight was in the black BMW when the white Cadillac pulled up to the right shooting Tupac. There were several witnesses, but no one spoke to cops. Someone saw that car and that gun come out and kill Tupac. Even Suge Knight showed up with three lawyers when it was his time to be questioned. So here are some theories on who killed Tupac. One is it was a result of the East Coast-West Coast feud between P. Diddy and Bad Boy Records and Knight's death row records that Knight himself ordered the hit because he owed Tupac a large royalty payment while well, we all know Suge Knight's sketchy as fuck. Another theory is governmental entities wanted Tupac's silence for his ability to speak and lead the African-American community. Could be possible. He faked his own death I highly doubt this. If you faked your own death, wouldn't you at least tell your family? And his mom was devastated. Notorious B.I.G. was involved, but he was also killed in a drive-by shooting, and that Anderson killed him. There are so many more conspiracy theories, and they get out there, so. The evidence always pointed back to Anderson, though. His motive of revenge from the fight earlier that night. Anderson was also a crip and death row Trey Lane was affiliated with the Bloods. The same gun that was used to kill Tupac was found in a duffel bag in a girlfriend's of Anderson's friend's backyard. Anderson's uncle Dwayne Keith implicates his nephew in 2018 after being diagnosed with cancer. David Anderson also confessed that he was in the white Cadillac with the gunman. Why wasn't Anderson arrested? 
Well, the police never linked them together, and they didn't think he knew who Tupac was or had enough time after the MGM altercation to plan a hit. Less than two years later, on May 29, 1998, Anderson was killed in a gang-relating shootout and died at the age of 23. To some people, this means Tupac's murder will never officially be solved. To others, it means that it already has been and the killer is dead. So what do you think happened to Tupac? As we stand at the intersection where his life ended, pay your respects to another great man that changed history that was taken too early from life. You are in Vegas. Feel free to run amok and go gambling. I always recommend Old Town. Not a lot of tourists go over to that side, so the slot machines are a lot looser. And this concludes my episode of Wicked Wanderers. If you could please rate and review, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcast. This helps others find my podcast. If you have been to any of the places mentioned in this podcast, if you could email that to wickedwanderers at gmail.com. If you have been on any cool trips or have any suggestions or stories, also email those to me at wickedwandererspodcast at gmail.com. Pictures of everywhere discussed will be posted on my Instagram at wicked underscore wanderers podcast. I do write, I do write, record, and edit this podcast all by myself. If you wish to donate to the cause, you can at patreon.com slash wicked wanderers. You can sign up for a monthly subscription. I do have a bonus episode posted. Links to where I found my information can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. Thank you.